Hi, I'm Olivia Austin, brand designer, strategist, business coach, and life enthusiast. I'm obsessed with helping people build a dream life and business that allows them to wake up every day doing what they love and make money doing it. Each episode, I'll take you behind the scenes on how to build an authentic brand, intentional business, and live a life with purpose every single day. So grab a coffee, open up your journal. This is Behind the Design Podcast. When you've poured everything into building your business, it's scary to think about what happens when you decide to start a family. What does time off as a female entrepreneur look like? Do I have to sacrifice business for motherhood? How will I make money? What if I lose everything I've built up until now? These are all questions we as female business owners have, and to be honest, there is not a lot of information out there to have them answered. For me, I was terrified that everything I've built over the last five years would be jeopardized when starting a family. But over the last year, I've been able to plan, pivot, and grow my business in a direction that will not only allow me to take a true maternity leave without my business taking a huge hit, but also head into motherhood less overwhelmed and with a business that feels aligned with my new life. In today's episode, I'm going to walk you through steps on how to do all of that. And I'm also talking about my business pivot and my personal mindset on entrepreneurship and motherhood. All of this, we are going to dive deep into steps to start preparing your business for maternity leave, whether you're expecting now or in the future. This is such an important conversation, and I'm so honored to have it with you. I hope you like this episode as much as I liked creating it. Let's get into it. Wow. Okay. I am so excited about this episode today because it's something that, like I said in the intro, is not talked about enough and there's really no information out there. Like I remember first finding out that I was pregnant and being like, okay, maternity leave, what do I need to do? And I'm Googling and basically everything was like, shut your business down and, you know, reconvene when you come back. And to me, that was just not an option, (laughs) like at all. So I'm excited to dive in today and talk all about planning for maternity leave or an extended time off. That's another thing. Anything that I'm talking about today is important for your business no matter what. So whether you're expecting and you're like, okay, this is exactly what I need right now, or if you want to have children in the future, like it's in, you know, you and your family want to have children soon, or you are just planning on taking an extended vacation, or you just want to set your business up in a way where you don't have to be there 130% of the time then a lot, a majority of what I'm talking about today, you can apply to your business. So no matter what stage you're in, obviously I'm going to be talking about maternity leave and how I planned my business for to take three and a half months off. But of course you can apply this in many, many different areas. And I'm recording this episode a week before my due date. So sometimes I pre-record episodes Um, And like batch, we'll batch record a bunch of episodes, but for really special ones, I like to keep them where I can get really real and get really in my feelings and be able to share the true, authentic and transparent side. And right now I am in it like 
one week before my due date. <laughs> Who knows? Baby could come at any point and I feel very prepared. So I'm excited to share with you guys just, you know, everything that's going on and how you can plan and set up your business for taking three and a half months off if that's what you desire. So before I dive in, just a few housekeeping things or things I like to talk about. So currently reading, I'm currently reading The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Very, very good. I listen to it. It's just kind of a staple in self-development. So really good. Um, also very pertaining to business. And then just a fun book that I'm reading, or I actually just finished it. It's called Mad Honey by Jodi Picoult. So good. Some really good twists and turns and um, yeah, just a very good, very good book. So those are two books that I am reading right now. And then one last business update before we get started is that I am launching a template shop. So in this template shop, it is going to be templates for designers to run their design studio. So all of these templates that are in this template shop are ones that I use daily to run my business. So there are design process templates that are all in InDesign and those are all templates that we use throughout our entire design process from brand strategy to website development to project proposal, project timeline, brand presentation, all of those. We have ClickUp templates in there. So templates like your client ma client management folder, leads tracking, all of that. I also have email templates. So one thing that I help a lot with my coaching clients, which is kind of funny, um, is writing emails. And they're just kind of emails for all different types of situations that you might have in business, whether it's dealing with difficult clients, sending, you know, late invoice fees to, you know, pitching podcasts to just there's like 15 email templates in there. So that's really cool. That's something new that I'm adding in there. And then also just the design studio business blueprint. So this is a an Excel sheet. I use it in Google Sheets actually, where I talk where that I use literally every single day. I live and die by this spreadsheet. And it's basically a projections and planner spreadsheet to help you plan your weeks, months, and really year in business. So all of that is actually gonna be available this week, like today or tomorrow. And if you're listening to this episode a little bit later, then it's already there. So you can head to buyoliviaaustin.com and find out and be able to shop all of these amazing templates. I'm so, so excited to have these for you guys. This is like a really, really big deal because I've been wanting to do this for literally ever. And I will actually talk about setting this up in this episode and why I did that. Okay. I think that's enough introduction. Let's get into planning maternity leave as a business owner. So as I was planning this podcast episode, I was thinking about where I wanted to start because there's so much that I want to talk about today. And I think for me and my planning for maternity leave journey really starts even before I got pregnant. So I want to take you back to last year around summertime and early summertime, and I was, shit was hitting the fan with the business. We were super, super busy. We had a lot of clients, which was amazing. 
we had our team, everyone had a place. It was just, everything was running really well. We were just very, very busy and there was a lot going on. And my position in the business was pretty much art director or creative director and also project manager and like HR. So I was doing a lot of just managing people and managing projects and managing clients and approving things for my team. And I didn't necessarily love it. It required a lot of my attention. I was being pulled in many, many different directions. I had to work a lot. So I had to like always answer my emails and I had to always get back to people. And I just was constantly stimulated by communication and just like keeping the business going. Because if I wasn't doing that, then none of it would happen. And like basically the machine would stop. So I came to a realization that I didn't love the position that I was in in the business. And I was trying to reconfigure and decide like where I wanted to go, the vision that I saw for the business and what needed to happen. So the natural step would have been to hire a project manager. And that would mean that the project manager would kind of take over a majority of what I was doing as far as like checking in with my team, checking in with clients, approving, making sure that everything was moving forward. That would have been like the next natural progression of the business. But hiring a project manager would have been a really big expense, which would have meant bringing on more clients, which would require me to do more sales. And that was very terrifying to me. And when I was thinking, not so much terrifying, but just didn't sound fun, it was like, oh my gosh, that's such an extra added you know, expense, not even expense, just added investment, just a totally crazy direction to go in the business. And I came to a realization that that is just not what I wanted, that I built up this, you know, agency model business with, you know, working with many, many clients, having a team of five, um, you know, going and doing really, really well and building a really good name for ourselves or for myself and my studio. And, But I realized that that wasn't really what I wanted to continue doing as far as like the business model and my personal position in the business. So this started all kind of coming to light. I was, you know, trying to decide what the right thing to do was for me, for my team and all of that. And then I found out that I was pregnant. And that really, really just like kicked it all into gear because I was like, okay, I could maybe take off if I were to hire a project manager, I would still, it still wouldn't be enough time, you know, nine months or eight months by the time I found out. Um, it still wouldn't be enough time to like hire a project manager, train them, get them up to speed. I would probably only be able to take two to three weeks off maybe. And then the, how I would be a present parent with running such a high-end agency or just highly functioning or I don't even know what you would call it but anyway I it just sounded so so stressful and like and when I looked at that option and I was looking at it I was just like ah I don't know about this so I looked at the other option which was scaling down a little bit scaling my team down, scaling the amount of clients that we're working with and, you know, bringing in other 
avenues of revenue where that don't require my one-to-one time, that felt light and airy and free and fun and creative. And that was where I wanted to be in, in, in that like energy, in those emotions. That's how I want business to feel, of course. So it really made that decision, helped make that decision a lot clearer. So that's where that business pivot really came from. And I do want to say, so, you know, I still have a team. I still have designers and a copywriter and I have an assistant and I still have people, um, an amazing support team. So I didn't scale down necessarily so much in that, but I did really scale down in in the amount of work that the designers are doing because I now am more in that creative work, which I'm so, so happy that I am because it's been so amazing and so much more fun. And really the main reason why I was able to do this and to be able to scale down and say, oh, I'm only going to take on, you know, 10 to 15 clients a year or only going to take on, you know, X amount of clients a year is because I've spent the last two years building my reputation, building my studio's reputation, building up this business. So it wasn't like a rash decision. You know, everything that I've done up until this point has been, and then what I will continue to do in the future affects what's happening and the amount of time that I'm able to take off and everything. And that's something I really want to talk about today, or that's kind of like an underlying theme of this podcast episode is that what you do, and I say this all the time. So if you follow me on Instagram or you are a client, you know that you've heard me say this before is what you do in your business today, this week, next week, next month, this month affects your business for months and years down the road. It, everything that you're doing, it makes an impact. So you want to make sure that you're doing things that are actually going to get you to where you want to go. So that was where that my pivot really started to happen. And then everything got initiated. So I just wanted to share that story so that you know where I'm currently at and what's what's going on and how I did make that switch. So that pivot started happening June, no, July, end of July, 2022. And here we are spring, you know, early March, 2023, and everything is actually coming into fruition. So it's been a really long time. Um, But I don't want you to freak out. You know, I've given I gave myself a lot of time. And this also, again, was a business pivot that I had been thinking about even before that I before I got pregnant. So it wasn't necessarily a decision I made because of pregnancy, it was it was initiated by pregnancy, if that makes sense. So wanted to share just that so you know exactly where we're at right now and kind of where my business is and where it kind of led to that. So another thing I want to talk about before I talk, like get into like the nitty gritty of steps of planning maternity leave and what you should be doing or could be doing is my approach to just motherhood and entrepreneurship in general. So I've talked about this a little bit on Instagram and I've gotten a lot of messages from women who have 
similar outlooks or just similar perspective. And I want to share this because I think it's important to talk about and just, yeah, I just want, yeah, I just want to share kind of my perspective on motherhood and entrepreneurship in general. So for me, I've never been particularly maternal. Like I could hear my friends listening to this episode and like nodding and clapping in the back being like, yes, absolutely not. So I didn't ever, for me, I did not be, being a stay at home mom is just not something that I want. I didn't want to be a stay at home mom. I don't want to be a stay at home mom. I like making money. I like running a business. I like being busy. I like being creative. I like doing all of those things. With that being said, I also want to be a present parent. So I'm not saying, you know, I'm going to have this baby and then, you know, go off into the wind and give my child to someone else. But because I own my own business and because we own our own businesses, for those of you who are listening, we have the opportunity to choose and the choice is or make our own schedule. And the choice is not what society has always told us, where you either are a stay at home mom or you're a working mom and there's no in between. And that is just I'm not, I don't want to be put into that box. I don't want to have to, you know, sacrifice really one or the other. And I can already hear, you know, people saying, oh, you're going to sacrifice. You're going to do this. You're going to do that. Life's going to be so different. Obviously, life is going to be different. I want life to be different. That's why I've decided to have a child. Um, I want to have a family. I'm just saying that you, we don't need to be put into either of those boxes that society decided for us, you know, since like the 1800s of like women stay at home with the kids and, you know, they don't have anything else that they do and it's hard for them to find themselves and all of this stuff. So I just want you to know that you have more of a choice between working mom and stay at home mom and you could be whatever kind of mom that you want as long as you're happy and it's your choice and it is what works best for you and your family and all of that. So when going into maternity leave, you know, I got a lot of questions like, oh, are you taking a step back? Are you going to take a year off? Are you going to do this and that? And I was very hesitant on starting a family, not having a family, but just starting a family at this time, but then I realized, you know, you're, you're never going to be ready. So just why not just do it now? (laughs) But I was very, very nervous. I still am very nervous at how this is going to go. And that's another thing I'm going to do a follow-up episode on how this whole maternity leave thing goes, (laughs) because I think that I'll owe it to you guys to, for you to say like, okay, this is how she planned. And then this is actually what happened because we all know that it never works out exactly how you planned it. So this is the planning episode. And then I will do a follow-up on how maternity leave actually (laughs) went and or is going. But if you're following along on Instagram, you'll see. So anyway, anyway, I was very hesitant about, you know, just starting a family because I have built this business. I've poured everything into entrepreneurship and building and scaling and running my businesses and for to have a child or to just have a life change in general to affect that so immensely and to have it you know 
to have it stop was just not an option. Like it is not an option for me to, for my business to take a back burner. Just none of that was an option for me. It just didn't sound, I just am not choosing that direction to have. And obviously again, pivots, things happen, things change, but that's just not what my mindset is going into motherhood and entrepreneurship. So I guess all this to say is my mindset or just approach to maternity leave and entrepreneurship and motherhood is that it gets to be my choice. And this is how I want you to look at it also. You don't need to be in any box. You don't need to be, you know, a working mom, a stay-at-home mom. You can be whatever kind of mom and business owner that you want. As long as you plan ahead and you have the vision of what that looks like for you and how you want your days to be spent with your child and being a mom and how you want them to feel. As long as you know what that looks like and it feels really, really good for you, that's all that matters. So you don't need to listen to literally anyone. You don't even need to listen to me. (laughs) But my approach to maternity leave and motherhood and entrepreneurship and all of that in general is that it gets to be my choice. I don't need to be fit into any box. And I don't need to quote unquote sacrifice like what everyone is saying. Sure. I know I'm going to be tired. It's going to be different. But like I said, we, I want life to be different. That's exactly why I decided to the, why we decided to start a family. We're ready. So that's my two cents. So the, the next part of this episode, I'm going to talk about the steps to planning maternity leave. As I said, I have been planning this since last summer, so it's been a while. Um, If you're listening to this and you're like, oh my God, I only have a few months left before I'm going on maternity leave, SOS, help me, no problem. These steps are going to help you. These will be particularly helpful for those of you who do have extra time. You want to have children in the future. You just want to, you know, ease your mind on how to continue the keep the business running while you are on maternity leave and also if you are just going to take an extended time off. So the first step is kind of what I just said. What is the vision that you have for yourself and your business as a mom and business owner? And this is really important for all the reasons I basically just said because your life is going to change and things aren't going to all of a sudden go back to normal once you are on maternity leave or like back from maternity leave. So for example, you know, like like I'm going to be 30 in a few weeks and for 30 years I've literally only had to worry about myself. I do whatever I want all day and a majority of what I do is I'm busy. I'm busy. I like to do things. I like to hang out with friends. I like to go for walks. I like to go for workouts. I like to be busy at work and I'm constantly rushing. (laughs) Like if you know me, I'm always late and I'm constantly just like rushing and like going from one thing to another. So when I think of motherhood and being a business owner, that is just not going to fly. Like I need to have way more space in my day for you know, a crying baby, a sick baby, um, just being super, super tired. I can't have my days overscheduled or overbooked because that is just going to set myself up for failure, basically. So 
that's just an example of like what do you want your days to look like and what's your vision of you as a mom and a business owner. So some questions to consider would be how often do you want to work? You know, how many days a week do you want to work? How many hours a day do you want to work? What does revenue look like? You know, how much money are you making? Are you, you know, constantly growing the business? What and then what is your position in the business? What does your day-to-day look like? Are you working from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. and then that's it. So just getting really, really clear on what you have for yourself in the business as it, you know, not only now or like in the future, but specifically with being a parent. So for me, I have really always wanted to, the whole reason I actually went into entrepreneurship is because I wanted freedom to travel and do whatever I wanted and have more space what, which is everything that I've gone to do. I've gone to travel the world. I go on multiple trips a year. I hang out with my friends who live in all different states, which is great. Um, but my business does require a lot of my attention. And if you're listening to this and you're a designer, the same thing goes for you. You know, it's a lot of like one-to-one work and, you know, working with clients one-to-one. So one really big thing that I envision for myself for the business was more passive income. So this, I got really, really clear as I was starting to plan for maternity maternity leave. And this will come into, uh, also, also come full circle when I start talking about finances and whatnot later in this episode, but is I wanted to have a template shop or just a way to have more passive income as I, you know, entered into this new, chapter, not just maternity leave, but motherhood as a business owner in general. So for me, that was the biggest thing that I had to set up. And if you listened to, I, I don't remember which episode it was, but it was an earlier episode this year, which was bad business decisions I made in 2022. And we have a template shop at my design studio, a website template shop. And I was thinking, okay, we're going to start experimenting with paid ads. So that once, you know, so we started experimenting with paid ads late summer, early fall, I would say last year. So in my mind, I was thinking we'll start experimenting with paid ads now, things will get going. And then by the time I go on maternity leave, I will have, you know, consistent passive income via, you know, paid ads in the template shop. And things just did not go as planned. Like it just what did not go well at all. I don't blame the ad agency that I worked with. I think it was just bad timing. I think there were a lot of things that could have happened, but I started that early. So which I'm glad because if I hadn't, then, you know, my plan would have really not done well. So anyway, so I really, that was a really important thing for me was the passive income in the template shop. So basically I've been working on building that up for a while. So what the template shop for me will look like is having all of those templates for designers. So being able to easily just like sell and share and it's all relevant to the content that I create anyway. So doing that and then also launching courses. So I'll be launching courses later this year, um, actually in late, hopefully in the next like month or two. And 
So having that more passive revenue, and then we're also going to start having sponsors on the podcast and then just other affiliate links and whatnot. So that was a big thing for me. So when I looked at the vision and the free schedule and the, you know, being able to make money while not being tied to my computer doing one-to-one work was really, really important to me. And a part of the vision that I see not only on maternity leave, but also as just a mom and business owner in general. So that's step number one, get really clear on the vision. What does your day-to-day look like? Revenue, what's your position in the business, um, and how often do you want to work? Step two is, so that's really like the broad vision. Step two is get clear on how many months you want to take off specifically. So you want to have exact-ish dates, obviously give or take a week or two because you never know when the baby's going to come. So you want to have the exact date. So for example, my due date is March 6th. And I am starting new clients June 20th. So that's about a little over three months. And I have those exact dates, obviously, give or take a week or two. So the week before my due date was is very open and, you know, with opportunity for anything to happen, obviously. But you want to have exact ish dates of the amount of time that you want to take off. And this is really important so that you can plan up until then, if possible, and then start booking for when you come back with new clients or existing clients. So I knew that those were the dates that I wanted to take off, I would say, around December. So as we started getting new inquiries for the new year, And I'm going to go way more into this on like planning ahead with like actual work. But as we were getting new inquiries, I was saying, you know, we're booking for this date so that clients knew so that I was very clear on the exact date that I was able to start with new clients when I get back from maternity leave. So that's why I'm saying you know, how, know exactly how many months you want to take off because you can prepare your team, prepare existing clients, prepare new clients without feeling like, oh my gosh, I'm rushing. Because I will say too, the last like month of pregnancy is so weird and strange and stressful. And you're really in like a lot of masculine energy. And it's probably better to be more in like feminine energy and getting really in tune to your body and slowing down, which is very hard. That's very, very hard for me. The whole slowing down part has probably been the most difficult part of pregnancy for myself, both mentally and emotionally, or sorry, mentally and physically, I guess emotionally too. (laughs) Um, So it's, you want to really give yourself a lot of time and a lot of grace. So if you know the months that you're taking off, you're able to prep everyone so that you're not feeling overwhelmed and you're going into this. And that's the whole point of what I'm sharing with you today. You don't want to be overwhelmed when you're literally bringing a child into the world. And me personally, I get overwhelmed very, very easily. I'm extremely scatterbrained and it takes a lot of energy and out of me just in general. I I just get overwhelmed very easily. So knowing that those were the dates that I was taking off, it allowed me to, yeah, prepare my team, prepare content, prepare, you know, just 
finances and things in general so that I knew, okay, so for these specific months, this is what revenue will look like. And these are, this is the content that we're going to put out. And these are the clients that are wrapping up. And these are the clients that are still on payment plans and all of those things. So it's really important to get clear on those dates and how much time you want to take off. So the third step is the most important one. And this is the the hardest one. So those first two things, you know, those might take you a week or two to figure out like, okay, what's my vision? You know, getting clear on how many months you want to take off. But this third step is the most important one and probably why you're listening to this episode, which is what are things that need to be done in order to keep the business running while I'm out? So how, basically, how will the business not crumple to the ground when I take three and a half months off? Like, what am I doing? And I want to preface this that with the projected revenue that we have this year and with the, you know, taking these months off, I, we will still be, still have the same revenue, if not more profitable this year than we were last year. So I am not taking any significant dip in revenue by taking three months off because I'm so prepared and also because of just the way that I have the business set up. So things will continue to move forward while I'm out on maternity leave. Also, I have it in my head that I'm going to be in like a literal coma for three months and (laughs) to my surprise and gratitude from all my friends who have had kids this year are like, you can text, you can answer emails, you're going to go on Instagram, you'll be fine, you're not going to be in a coma. So that's for if you're also a first time mom, and you're like, am I going to live under a rock and then emerge? Like, I don't think that's the case, but we can prepare for that. Anyway, so what are things that need to be done in order to keep the business running? So I've put these into four different sections. Um, to just kind of batch them out. So the first and probably the most important thing is client management. So that's, you know, with your existing clients and how you're going to continue working with them, how you're going to continue that relationship so they don't like leave you um, and or they are still getting things done that help them with their business. So the main thing is just answering emails or answering inquiries like from clients. So we have multiple clients on retainers that will just come and, you know, shoot us an email and say, hey, I need X, Y, Z. Can you guys do this for me? And we always, always fill them in. So if you're a previous or existing design client for us, we you're a priority. So if you email us, we will get you in and do your project. So that's the main thing or like the first thing that you know, you want to prepare for is answering emails, um, you know, and how to manage those types of inquiries. And then also onboarding. So prepping clients, preparing clients to start and at their future start date. So that is the client management side. And I'm going to actually batch these first two together. And the second thing is admin. So just answering emails in general. Um, sales and discovery calls, and then just new client inquiries. So those are all things that an assistant or a VA could do. Now, I've never really had a VA or an assistant in business, but I did recently hire one to help with 
all of these things that I just mentioned. So having someone go in and answer your emails, um, you know, brief them on what clients are starting at that when you are returning to work and then any sort of onboarding, like new client onboarding, all of that, as well as just answering general emails and then client inquiries. So those are all things that a virtual assistant or just an assistant in general can help with is just like managing the day-to-day like admin tasks. So I highly recommend doing that. It's really not that much of an added expense, um, especially if you're going to be dropping a decent amount of expenses as, you know, with maternity leave um, in general. And it, it is something that is, one, keeps the business running and removes a lot of stress and overwhelm. Like if you were to every time sign into your inbox and there'd be 100 emails, that would be so stressful. So having someone to kind of help manage that and delegate to the team and be able to do different things like that, it will be very, very helpful. So highly recommend, you know, hiring some sort of admin or an assistant to manage the inbox, manage existing clients and all of that. The other thing is client inquiries. So like I mentioned, having, so I'm going back to work June 20th. That is when we are doing a week of kickoff calls. So for client inquiries right now, we, we're fully booked for, for that week. So now we're booking for July. And so for client inquiries, this is something that you could have your CRM do, which is like something like Dubsado or HoneyBook or whatever you know, whatever your CRM is, you can set it up so that it is set up automatically. So for example, you get an inquiry on via, you know, your website, then you could have a set up a system to be automated to take someone through your entire process without having to really get on the phone or do any sort of emailing or anything. So for example, like our client inquiry right workflow right now set up is we use Dubsado. So client inquires via Dubsado on our website and then they get an email saying, you know, we're currently booking for X date. Please take a look at our services guide. If our services guide looks good to you, then book a call. And then the calls to book a discovery call are pushed out until I'm ready to hop on a phone on the phone, which is like end of May. So it takes away, it basically eliminates me doing any sort of emailing at all um, or any sort of manual work going back and forth. And then for my assistant, all she has to do is just you know, if someone does reply back and has a question or wants to reschedule or whatever, she's able to do all of that without me being involved. And this is really important because these are revenue generating tasks. So if you're not bringing in leads, if you're not closing sales, then you're not making a revenue, right? So, and with a lot of us business owners, we are heavily involved in the sales process, which of course, and which is great. So we want to make sure that we're making like continuously making sure that that is moving forward. So one thing I do want to talk about really quickly that I feel like I didn't touch well enough on is the the start date. So for example, we so I my due date like I said was early March. So basically the or is early March. So basically I stopped taking on clients three months, new clients three months before that. So our last new client that we started 
not including retainer work and all of that, was in December. So we have been up until then kind of closing out projects, working on existing projects. And so any inquiry that we've gotten from, you know, December until now, I am saying we are booking for June 2023 because we're not starting any new projects. And because we have, you know, ongoing payment plans, we do have retainer work. I still do have some designers that are working for me. We are still bringing in revenue that is going to like there will be a dip in revenue, but not so significantly that, you know, I have to take on clients. So up until the point where I am going on maternity leave. So if you're able to set yourself up for that and again, plan ahead, like it's okay if you have a significant revenue dip, that's fine. As long as it works for you and you know that you're coming back to work, like coming back with work to work on. So that's why it's really important to have those dates because you can say, oh yes, would love to work with you. We're now booking for June 2023, you know, this is how it works, blah, blah, blah. And this week I actually had, you know, multiple onboarding calls with clients telling them everything that the, that we need to have done and prepared and ready for the June start dates. And it just makes everything so easy so that when I come back to work that first week, you know, we have the clients have everything ready and we're, you know, ready to get started. So that's why those dates are really important and just knowing that because then you also know when to come back to and then for new clients you could say okay this is when our start date is and if you're concerned about you know booking clients out two three months in advance I would just be really really honest with them and say listen I'm having a baby I am you know uh, planning on coming back from maternity leave. We have plenty of stuff that you have to work on prior to that. And you will be so surprised at how many clients, you know, don't, are not phased at all. Um, and are just excited about working with you and all of that. So I would, and if they're not, then they're just not the right client. So, I would have that date, you know, just know when you're coming back um, and be able to onboard clients accordingly for for then. And it will just make a lot of things easier. And especially too for your assistant, like in May, you can say, hey, I want can you start reaching out to these people and making sure that they have like, you know, X, Y, Z done prior to when we're getting started. So this next part, marketing, which also is all about lead gen and sales and all of that. And like I said, what you do today in your business affects you three, six, nine months down the road or a year down the road. So if you go on maternity leave and you all of a sudden stop, you know, stop marketing and stop showing up and stop um, hopping on sales calls and stop bringing in any new leads, it's going to take way longer than three months to get back to work. Like you're not going to all of a sudden come back after four months off and all of a sudden people are going to be like, yay, I've been waiting for you. Like, can't wait to work with you. Like, here's my money. Like, that's just not going to happen. So it's important to still keep showing up via marketing, even if it's less, um, especially if it's less, it's totally fine if it's less. Um, and still showing up with leads and sales and all of that and still having like a sales funnel. And like I just said about Dubsado or HoneyBook or whatever you use. So as far as marketing goes, I would have, you know, I would batch as much as you can. And again, like, like I said, that last month of pregnancy is very strange and weird and mental. And 
if you can give yourself, you know, a month, a month and a half to batch a bunch of content beforehand, that will literally save you so much grace. So what I did was I have scheduled a month and a half of content out. So it's not for my whole maternity leave, which is fine because, you know, you want it to be relevant and good. Um, But I've given myself basically six weeks of still showing up, still, you know, my team is still engaging, answering messaging, messages on Instagram, all of that. Um, And you're I'm still showing up. So it's not like, oh, yeah, where did she go? Where did current go? You know? So having all of that kind of taken care of and having marketing set up. So for example, like we have scheduled out, you know, all of our emails, we have podcast episodes and we have Instagram posts and Pinterest all scheduled through like either various dates in April, beginning of May, which is such a huge stress reliever for me. Um, And then just gives like, we'll consistently we will still consistently show up um and not be forgotten and that's another thing to remember you know marketing is such a game uh not a game but it's it's all about consistently consistency and always showing up so being omnipresent and staying top of mind to clients so again like i said if for three months you're not posting you're not sending emails you're not showing up and then all of a sudden you're like hey i'm back i'm ready for business it's like that's not really a good um way to build connection and community so Batching marketing is really, really important um, and I would say is like a top priority for keeping the business running while you're out. So that's another thing an assistant can do is really just like help you, you know, plan, plan those out, get them scheduled, making sure that they're actually going out and all of that stuff. And the fourth thing is the actual work. So I feel like I touched on this when I just mentioned the, you know, your dates and knowing all of that, but Again, when you know the dates, you'll you're able to kind of just like wrap up existing work and existing clients. So there's a few approaches that you can take here. One is if you do have a team and you do have, you know, a graphic designer or, you know, contract designers that can continue to work with your existing clients, then that's great if there's a way for it to happen without you being involved or without you being stressed out. Like if you just have to check in, you know, once or twice, then that's fine. If you don't want to be involved at all, then I would wrap up your clients wait months beforehand because we all know that there's it's usually lingering um, and it never ends when, when it should, which is totally fine. That's just the nature of the business, I think. So you want to over communicate to your clients that what what's going on and what you're you know, what your leave is going to look like, when you're wrapping up, when you're coming back, all of that stuff, just over communicate. And I talk about this all the time because I think that that's a really big flaw in a lot of designers um, processes is not over communicating. Like there's the client doesn't know what's going on half the time, which causes stress. So they start to take control of the project and then you get frustrated because you know what they need to be working on and blah, blah, blah. And it's just such an issue. So over communicating to the client when you're leaving, what you need from them, all of that. So what I would suggest doing is maybe six weeks before your due date, you're kind of saying, hey, or at least when you get pregnant, you tell them. Then you say, okay, this is when I'm going on maternity leave. I'm taking this many dates off. This is what this means for you and your project. 
And this could be custom customized for each client. It could be, you know, not whatever you want it to be. And then I would say six weeks before you are your due date, I would just mention, hey, we have six weeks left. This is what your project is looking like. I'm I'm wrapping everything up by and give yourself an end date. I would do it at least like a month or three at the most three weeks before your due date and just say, this is what's going to happen. Um, and if I don't have this by this date, then, you know, we're just going to have to reconvene and just like really put a hard, like really following the project timeline. And then again, just continuously following up with the clients, making sure um, that it's just not on you. Like you don't all of a sudden want to just go on maternity leave and be like, oh, I didn't tell, I told you like, you know, six months ago. So just constantly figuring out like, okay, what needs to be wrapped up, what needs to be finished, um, and for every single client and just really planning ahead and over communicating to your clients what that will look like for them. Okay. So we just went over what needs to happen in order to keep the business running. And a lot of it is client management and then lead generation and client management as in answering emails, prepping clients to start actually doing client work, you know, and preparing your team for that if possible. And then lead generation, which is like sales and discovery calls, client inquiries, and marketing. And those are all very, very important to continue and keep the business running while you are out. And lastly, the fourth step we're going to talk about briefly is finances. So how to keep making money while you are on maternity leave. And this is obviously the biggest thing I would say that most people are concerned about. But if you're doing, if you did steps one through three, so you got really specific on the vision, how many, how long you, how many months you want to take off, and then the things that you, that need to happen in order to keep the business running, the finances will all run, come into place. So one thing that you could think about if you really want to feel safe is just how much you want to have saved for those three months in order to like keep paying yourself a salary or just for peace of mind, whatever that looks like. So knowing how much you want to have saved. And then another area that you could also look at is cutting expenses down a little bit. So for us and for me, I was able to cut expenses down immensely because I did like, you know, we did bring on, we have less client work right now. So I'm not paying my team as much. So that cut expenses down a lot. And another thing too to consider is they offer maternity leave in some states, um, even for self-employed. I live in New Hampshire and they do not. (laughs) Um, But I do know like Massachusetts, New York, they do have maternity leave um, that you can, uh, I don't know what it's called, FMLA. Um, And you can do that through your state. So I would take a look at that if you're in a state. I'm I'm sure California does it. Um, I'm obviously not offering any legal advice or anything, but I was actually shocked when I learned that it was an opportunity for self-employed people in different states to get maternity leave. So I would definitely look into that because why not? Um, So that's that on just like that like quick financial front. However, Going back to planning for those dates and everything, if you're looking at the vision and what you have for the business. So for example, for for me, 
we stopped bringing on our last like new clients that we brought on were in December. So we do typically three to four month payment plans. So the payment plans that we have in place were, you know, are going all the way through April. And then we have new clients starting. So they, you know, those new clients will pay their deposits. And so we have that, you know, revenue down. And then we have our retainer clients. So we, you know, some months will dip. So it looks like for me, like April, like May will dip down, but then in June, all of the new clients that are starting in June, those payment plans then start. So it's important to look at it in such a wide and broad view so you can see, okay, this is how much, you know, I'm making here. Um, and this is what that month will look like. So you can plan ahead and look at expenses and whatnot. So especially if you have payment plans. Um, if you're going to be like me and you're going to have some sort of passive in, passive income, you want to have the passive income set up so that you can just go on and talk about it. So for me, I have like our whole new template shop that's all set up and I fully anticipate, you know, talking about it on Instagram whenever I have time and, you know, doing things here and there for, for it without having to, you know, do hours and hours and hours of work. I've already set that up. So just being able to plan accordingly by either saving or looking at payment plans. Um, but all of that will kind of fall into place if you do steps one through three anyway, um, because you'll be setting yourself up for success, you know, planning that ahead. So I hope this episode was helpful. Um, I know I talked a lot just about a variety of different topics. So if you have any questions, please feel, please feel free to reach out on Instagram at by Olivia Austin. But all of this is really to relieve stress and give yourself something to come back to. Your business does not need to burn down while you're gone. It is possible to keep it going, to consistently bring in revenue, to have new clients constantly coming in and it doesn't need to take a back burner and it's, it is possible to make the same revenue. So like I was just talking about, you know, the payment plans and everything, like we are still making multiple, multiple five figures while I'm out on maternity leave. And that doesn't include any sort of passive income or anything. So I think it's important to know that if you plan properly and you know, what to expect and you know that you can do it and you it's just not an option like I I don't know if you guys listen to or have you you've ever listened to Amanda Francis but she says all the time that's just not an option for me and I love that because it's just for me it just wasn't an option to you know sacrifice you know literally like my entire business and everything that I've built over the last five years because I am having a baby and like I said, I know it's going to be different. I know, and I will definitely check back in and let you know how this maternity leave plan actually worked out. But for now, I'm feeling very good going into it. I feel um, financially secure. I feel like my business, I have uh, clients to come back to, to start, which I'm so, so excited about. So it feels really good and exciting. And I feel like as women, a lot of times we feel like we have to do everything alone. And I'm telling you that that is not the approach to take with maternity leave. You will need help 
um, an assistant and some sort of like support team is really, really helpful. Even if, you know, it is a little bit of an extra investment, it is worth the peace of mind and worth the business moving forward. So like I said, you want things to continuously be moving and running in the background while you're out. Otherwise, when you do come back, it will feel like just kind of starting from scratch, which is not what you want. So I hope this episode was helpful. Thank you so, so much for tuning in and I will see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for tuning into Behind the Design Podcast. I'm your host, Olivia Austin, designer, business mentor, and life enthusiast here to help you build your dream life and business. If you liked this episode, please subscribe, rate, leave a review and share. And don't forget to come say hi on Instagram at byoliviaaustin. I would love to hear from you. Head to byoliviaaustin.com for free trainings, business resources, courses, and other ways to work with me. I will see you in the next episode.